Tiffin is designed around creating engaging wealth experiences. And we do that to better financial lives. Now, I know that's a pretty ambiguous statement. So we'll go a level deeper and talk about the how we do that. The way that we do that is really twofold. One is through personalization and wealth, where we're creating um, highly personalized, highly customized experiences for uh, the investor that works with the financial advisor. And the second way that we do that is uh, through bringing artificial intelligence to distribution in the asset management space. So helping asset managers, and by that I mean ETF issuers, mutual fund manufacturers, those that are generally operating in the public market space and managing money for uh, is, is their main course of business to be matched with advisors and investors that are seeking what the asset manager is bringing to market. So the two things we do now, th that's really two sides of the same coin. Because if you think about it on one side, you have the advisor community that's looking for personalization and wealth. And there's a lot of learning we, we bring to that community and a lot of learning we take from that community. On the other side of the coin are asset managers that are seeking to be matched with those advisors. And again, a lot of, a lot of learning that we can, we can bring um, to that community as well. In the middle, Tiffin has built this AI layer that, that creates a better matching exercise between advisors and asset managers. And in, in creating that efficiency and helping advisors uh, to get to the products that are going to serve their clients uh, really is how we're driving towards better financial outcomes for investors across the U.S. marketplace and, you know, in the future globally. You know, the big part of FinTech is removing frictions that exist. And you're, you're definitely doing that. You're pairing people up that otherwise would have a difficult time finding each other. Can you talk a little bit about like the frustrations that you saw that you wanted to remove those frictions and, and how technology was allowing you to do that? I mean, what were you hearing from people? Um, and what were some of the, like the frustrations with the way things have been and, and that led you to this sort of insight to create this? Yeah. I mean, I experienced a lot of these frictions myself, um, you know, as did Vinay, who's, you know, the CEO here. And, you know, we both grew up in the asset management space. He ran a hedge fund and I was at uh, Janice Henderson for over a decade running the RIA business and running the institutional sales team. And we, we saw very consistently the frictions that existed between the asset management community and the investor community. And when I say investor community, oftentimes that involves a financial advisor. Um, you know, the reality is a lot of the intelligence when I say that, oftentimes I mean artificial intelligence, but the intelligence uh, that was being applied to driving investment returns really sat with the asset management community, um, but wasn't necessarily benefiting the advisor or their clients in a way that it could with less friction in the system. So you know, whether it was running those teams at Janus, or if it was running a multifamily office later, or as an entrepreneur, both Vinay and I are serial entrepreneurs and have started and built many companies, uh, both together and individually, uh, we've done so at the intersection of artificial intelligence and investment intelligence, because we've seen a need to bring in, and really in many ways, democratize AI in the investment management space to reduce those frictions to eliminate the need, for example, uh, to have you know, the perfect language to describe 
what you're looking for in an investment management product. You know, you, you don't necessarily need to know you're looking for a 2x levered inverse ETF. You just need to be able to say, I want something that's going to do well when markets fall. And so by bringing in things like natural language search, which we've done with our platform Magnify, which is our direct-to-consumer platform, uh, and other technology like um, conversational AI, we're reducing the frictions that exist between the investor, advisor, uh, and the asset manager community, You know, both which want to be matched with the other in the most appropriate and effective way, right? So advisors want to be able to find the investment products across the 10,000 mutual funds and 7,500 ETFs that exist today. So it's very noisy. They want to be able to find these products efficiently, effectively to serve their clients and asset managers. They want to, they want to speak to advisors where their story really resonates. So that's where uh, Tiffin sits at that intersection of AI and II investment intelligence. And by bringing in this machine learning and artificial intelligence, we are effectively reducing the frictions that exist between uh, those component parts of the system with an eye towards driving better financial well-being or better you know, uh, financial outcomes or impact for the broadest group of investors that we can. When people are asking you about the kind of quality of your data and, and the caliber of your data and where it's being pulled from and the value of it and those types of things. Like what are the typical questions? What are the conversations around that? Because I mean, you're talking about some pretty interesting, you've got a couple different groups involved here. You're able to capture some very interesting first party data. And that's really what's going to drive the, the caliber of your you know machine learning, AI, that type of thing. What does those conversations look like? What are your talking points on that? Well, we have the ability to capture quite a lot of first-party data across the Tiffin ecosystem. You know, there we have both you know, Magnify, which is our direct-to-consumer platform, which has served um, you know people. CNBC called it Google for investments, for example, and it's served. We've we've uh, produced over 160 million search results at this point. Um, to put that in perspective, it took us a, about a year to get the first million search results. Today, we do a million search results every three days. Um, and so those search results alone drive a lot of data as to what people are interested in, what they're looking for, or what they find what they find attractive from an investment management perspective. Um, that's on the B2C side. With Tiffin Wealth, that's our B2B uh, platform. We um, are pulling data across, you know, really signals. You know, so this is anonymized data across what advisors are thinking from a risk perspective, what they're reading in emails, where they're reading those emails. Um, what the content of those emails is about, was it about inflation, is it about autonomous vehicles, uh, what kind of risk appetite, what kind of financial planning they're doing. And so collectively, we're, we're pulling data from 3.4 million uh, individuals in the TIFA and TIFN ecosystem every 24 hours. So every 24 hours, we're pulling in about 400,000 pieces of data. So over the course of a month, it's 100 million pieces of data that we're pulling in into our data lake. And we, we take that and we, we, we turn it into signals uh, that are advantageous for the asset management community to be matched to advisors and they're advantageous to the advisors to be matched with the asset managers that have the products that are most attractive to them. So, so our data is, that first party data is very, very robust. Now, oftentimes we're combining that first party data with third party data, which we, we acquire to enrich the data we already have and then we work with over 45 plus asset managers today. So oftentimes we're pulling in their data, second party data to create a real complete picture 
of investors' needs, wants, fears, values, all real time. And this is something that's new to the industry um, with our asset management ma manager platform, which we uh, launched a new version of uh, just a day or two ago. The ability to, in, in real time, see what investors are searching, what their what kind of emails they're reading, you know, really what they're interested in, what their risk appetite looks like, and we can, we can we with the asset manager platform, you can see that take shape every 24, 48, 72 hours, so you know it's what's going on real time. Now that creates an intelligence layer that's very attractive to the marketplace in helping you know asset managers understand what products they should launch next, who they should take those products to how they should take those products out, what they should say when they when they show up with those with those products. And I say products, I mean ETFs, mutual funds, model portfolios, SMAs. Um, in addition, it helps uh, wealth uh, platforms to do things like understand if they have clients that are, for example, uh, mortgage clients, to help, help them understand how those mortgage clients might work with them from a wealth advice perspective. You know, when do you talk to people that uh, that are mortgage clients about about their broader wealth? What do you bring up? What do you say? So, so that is another use case of of that platform, and it it helps. Um, you know, uh, in addition to that, um, parts of uh, the the market that, that have been kind of underserved for a while. So we we have a number of asset managers that we um, are speaking with that are trying to engage their retail client base. You know, in some cases, this is 40 or $60 billion that came in you know, 15 or 20 years ago, and they, these asset managers don't know how to, in, to interact or engage with the, that asset base. So this intelligence layer helps them to understand you know, how to engage with that group, um, help them to be more engaged with their wealth, and ultimately drive towards a more productive outcome for them. So you're pulling a lot of things together with this platform. What was, I mean, if you look back about where this idea originated from, like what was the opportunity you saw or the problem that existed that annoyed you enough that you did something about it that got the ball rolling on this? Yeah, I mean, it really started for us with 55 IP. And that that was a company we, we created to, to be able to help uh, advisors transition into model portfolios. What we realized is through that process is that technology platforms are going to be the place oftentimes in the future that advisors are going to go to accomplish something, manage risk, do financial planning. But in that, in that process, they are going to invest and find investments. So the, the shift really was, oh man, these tech platforms, this is where this is all going to happen in the future. And so I think back to like, um, let's just take video content. And you know, once upon a time, let's take the 80s, uh, movie producers would come up with an idea, produce a movie and distribute it through theaters whenever and wherever they wanted to. They controlled that distribution. People could see the movie when it came to their town. Um, and so that's frustrating if you live in a small town. You know, part of my life, I spent in a small town called Hope, Arkansas, where the Clintons are from. And in Hope, Arkansas, we had one theater and we were like the last people to get the movie, right? So, you know, along come other platforms, in this case, you know, Blockbuster and then Netflix. And so, you know, the, the ability to access and consume, in this case, video content more easily, um, improved dramatically. And then, you know, Netflix was really the first to listen to what, uh, what people wanted from a video content perspective and then start producing that content. So it's no surprise when they started producing video content, they were the sixth largest producer of video content and their content's been very successful because they listened and they brought in an intelligence layer. 
So now we reflect that back into the asset manager space or, you know, in the wealth space. And so traditionally for really over 40 years, it's all been about those movie producers, in this case, mutual fund producers, ETF producers, model portfolio producers. And they and their, they spend $64 billion a year distributing their product. And, and they were very happy to tell you what you needed. And that may or may not have been what you needed. So I think for us, we looked at it and said, hey, shouldn't uh, it be more than just about four boxes, like high growth, low growth, you know, conservative? Like, people come in a lot of different shapes and sizes and they want a lot of different things. And shouldn't it be fully personalized? And so that was, that was one of the first things we want to do is bring personalization to wealth. So in 2020, you know, we started 10 different companies that we brought together now under the Tiffin umbrella. And they were all designed around uh, attacking a specific need in the wealth space around personalization. One side of the equation. The other side of the equation is with the asset management community. We said, you know, they, they the asset management community, where I grew up, should be listening to what people want in their portfolios. And so, um, you know, that's really what we're doing with uh, our Tiffin ecosystem is listening very uh, attentively the way that Netflix did to do uh, to, to bring to investors the investment products they they need they want uh, and you know they value and so I think that that really was the the frustration is what, why are the investment managers not listening and why do we not have personalization like we do in the rest of our lives with our clothing with our music with our video content let's bring that to the investment management space to drive better financial outcomes. The personalization thing makes a lot of sense. I'm guessing there are some people who see this, hear about it, they get it, they try it, they use it. Like who are the biggest fans of it so far? Like who who gives you the feedback of how it's been useful to them? Like, what are you hearing? Yeah, we, we hear from our, um, you know, our wealth enterprises that um, they're able to personalize at scale. And it's something they've really struggled with because it's difficult for a financial advisor to manage 20 families, much less 40 families or 60 families. And the reality is um, that space has been faced with fee compression. So these uh, wealth enterprises, and we have clients like Commonwealth, Sanctuary Wealth, and Hightower, you know, they, they find what we're bringing to market very helpful in personalization and scale which is important for client retention, uh, conversion rates with new clients, addressing assets held away, uh, addressing second generation. So these are, these are things that they really struggle with and our technology comes in in a very customized format, powered by AI, can help them to personalize at scale. On the other, other side of the business is the asset manager side of the business. Um, you know, they really struggled with uh, understanding you know, what's, what's going on in the market. I mean, they get reports two or three, four months later about what happened with trends and different themes that are emerging. But, uh, you know, historically speaking, it's been a wholesaler driven model. So the wholesalers are out calling on advisors and they're doing that more or less cold calling off of lists and just looking for the right match. I mean, it's the equivalent of wandering into a bar on a Friday night and hoping you're going to meet somebody. Uh, and what we're bringing to them is a much more efficient and effective matching exercise. It's much more like dealing with uh, with you know dating through a dating platform like eHarmony, which by the way has the highest rate of lasting marriages, which is what we're seeking to create between asset managers and investors. 
but we're doing it through technology, through artificial intelligence and machine learning. So we, we hear back from our asset managers that this is great because we, we, get, uh, we get data and we have intelligence working with you all at every turn. When we start to market, when the signals are generated, that the people are interested in what we're doing, all the way through to nurturing those folks, providing them more information and ultimately turning them over to sales because by the time they get the sales, they really are interested in what we do. When you look back at your own growth uh, and you think about you know what you've done from a sales and marketing standpoint, are there things when you reflect back where you think, I'm so glad we made that decision. I'm so glad we chose to take that strategy or I'm glad that one's done. That was a tough one. Uh, anything that comes to mind on that front? Yeah, I mean, we, we have evolved uh, quite a bit at Tiffin over the last few years. I mean, and, and I think that there's always learning at every turn. And, you know, for us, when we started, we thought we're going to develop these single point solutions for um, these bigger players like JP Morgan. We sold 55 IP to JP Morgan, uh, you know, and we thought we're going to keep doing that. And, you know, what we learned over time is these individual point solutions are very valuable in collection. So they, they have their own intelligence layers, but when you bring them together, there's a lot more intelligence that's created across the ecosystem. So we didn't see that uh, to begin with. Um, and we brought everything together. We said, wow, we've built this, this platform now. This is before the asset manager platform existed. We built this amazing wealth platform that's very intelligent. We built this direct-to-consumer business called Magnify that has got this incredible uh, machine learning capability. All the AI has been built from the ground up. Uh, and you know it's learning across hundreds of thousands of searches every single day. So it's very intelligent around investments. You know, and has these capabilities like CNBC called one of our capabilities, which is our conversational AI capability, Magnify Personal. They said it's like Siri or Alexa went to investment school. Great, right? So basically now what? And so that, that was a point at which we said, oh, th these platforms are generating a tremendous amount of data. Tiffin is truly a data company that's powered by artificial intelligence, right? And so that there was more learning there. And that was the impetus for us to, to start uh, pulling this data into a data lake and ultimately shaping the asset manager platform, which I believe is bringing, you know, uh, a very um, attractive series of intelligence to the, to this financial services community that's never been done before. And so, you know, I, I think it was more about the learning than, than mistakes. And we made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I think that each one of those mistakes really is just disguised as learning uh, or, you know, if learning disguised as a mistake, whatever, however you want to think about it, but that's, you know, that's been the journey as we charted it from 19, 2019, 2022, that's just continuing to, to press into the market, learn what's working, what's not working and think bigger, about how we can bring these together to, to drive more impact. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, to me, it's like, it's not a mistake. The only mistake is not learning from the mistake, right? It's fine to, to do that. Just don't, you gotta get that lesson out of it. When you, whenever with each of these initiatives and you're starting to talk with prospective customers and, and listen to them and try to understand, are you building something that they need, that fills a need? Um, and you're kind of switching gears from conversation to conversation and use case to use case, do you feel like there's a lot of commonality in the kind of the value prop and sort of the messaging that you go into those conversations with? Or like, how often is it like, okay, I need to put on a different hack because I'm talking to this audience 
versus there's a lot of commonalities no matter who I'm talking to because you you are talking to in some cases three dis distinct audiences that you kind of need to represent. Sure, yeah, I mean our audiences are you know advisors, the investors that work with those advisors, and then asset managers that work with advisors on behalf of the investors. So there are three distinctly different audiences here. Uh, the reality is there are many common things that those three constituents are struggling with. Um, one is how, how do we collect data that's clean enough for us to be able to use it, right? That's, that's sort of the first thing. Um, how do we do that in a way that is respected, you know, respects all privacy laws and regulation? How, how do we then take that data and make it actionable? And then how do we execute against what we've made actionable? And, and you know, the, the reality is these are firms that are designed around wealth management and asset management. And so they're not in the business of building technology, creating wealth management practices, um, hiring data scientists, generating you know, you know, large uh, chunks of actionable, clean data. And so that's where we come into play because we can help them with all those things, you know? And, and, and I think that, that that's a very, that's very common uh, across, you know, all of our constituents that everybody is struggling with those things. And the individual investors just saying, how can I get personalization? How can I pay less and get, you know, higher returns? How can I, you know, drive impact in my portfolio? How can I align my portfolio with my value system? And, you know, all these things can be done through intelligence, and data, and uh, you know, we're we're coming into those conversations very consistently. Hearing we have data, we buy data. We don't have data. We'd like to have data, <laughs> or we have data, but it's not actionable. So where we come in is we say we can create actionable data. We can help you execute against it, and that's a welcome discussion. Just to nerd out on AI for a second, are there are there technologies or AI applications that you have in place right now where, you know, sometimes the first time you see it used, it's like wow, this is incredible. Um, are there pieces of that where the first time you saw it in use, you're like, wow, I can't believe we're doing this. Or maybe even still today, you're like, it's still crazy that we can pull this off. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we've done probably, you know, four things I can think about that. And I, I think are just uh, transformational, right? The, the first was natural language search in the investment management space. You know, if you went to Google five, you know, today or five years ago and you type in, give me you know, cheap ETFs and technology, you're going to get all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's not Google's fault. Their algorithms are great for a lot of things, but not so good when it comes to matching around technology, technology driven ETFs. And so natural language search was the first one. Uh, the, the second one, which we have at Magnify uh, today, and it's, it's, it's a big part, our ontology is a big part of, you know, driving everything that we do. And uh, it's very robust today. So if you type in AI, it knows you mean artificial intelligence, not the ticker symbol AI. You know, and during COVID, you know, I remember March 12th, we typed in Corona, it would give you a beer, you know, Corona beer. By March, you know, 15th, it would give you ventilators, right? So that's powerful um, for investments, for investors, self-directed investors and advisors, first thing. Second thing is uh, that conversational AI-driven exchange. So to be able to say to a platform like Magnify Personal, how's my portfolio doing today? Give me some market insights. I have $1,000 to invest, what should I invest in? 
And to have the AI come back and say, well, your portfolio is down by 2%, uh, technology stocks are off by 5%, would you like to look at some technology stocks with your $1,000? Pretty cool, like, you know, and pretty transformational. Um, and so, you know, we have thousands of people who are using that today to monitor their portfolios, to gain insights, and ultimately to, to trade. Uh, with, uh, you know, this intelligence layer we're, we're bringing to the marketplace, you know, um, very broadly. So I think that's that's the third thing, or excuse me, the second thing. The third thing would be with the Tiffin Wealth Platform, we we have created in one container you know, TIF, 10 different uh, capabilities or point solutions in one place. So, you know, that's kind of cool. You got risk right next to planning. That's great. I mean, because Typically for financial advisors, they have to log into a risk platform and get a risk score and they log out and they log into a planning tool and they work through a planning exercise and they log out. They may log into a financial personality type. A lot of people don't, but that's part of our capabilities at Tiffin Wealth because every individual is, you know, is different from the financial personality style. The, 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 the cool thing is we've brought that into one container where you can layer all of those things in, financial personality, planning, risk, giving, and all of that can inform the structure and design and implementation of a portfolio in one place. That's pretty cool. So I think that that's that's uh, something I'm really excited about. And then the fourth thing would be, you know, what we've done with our asset manager platform and just bringing in this really powerful intelligence layer um, to help to match advisors and asset managers uh, more effectively you know, through machine learning. The data lake that we've built, the asset manager platform that we've built, which brings in a tremendous amount of data every 24 hours, something like four to 500,000 pieces of data, that creates a better matching exercise between advisors, investors, and asset managers. And what does that really mean? It, you know, it means for investors that they're more uh, effectively matched with an asset manager capability. And, you know, they, they might be able to, um, to reduce fees, generate more uh, returns using our intelligence layer, right? And, and ultimately that drives better uh, financial well-being for these investors, which translates in to the ability to, to pay for college, to meet an unexpected medical bill. You know, I'd like to think the knock-on effects are, you know, if there's less financial pressure in a home, there's likely less child abuse, maybe a little less alcoholism, maybe less drug abuse. Like, I mean, you, you think about health and wealth. Those are the two most important drivers in most people's lives. And so Apple's been focused on health. <laughs> we, we're very focused on wealth. And, you know, I think you generate wealth uh, through investing, you know, not necessarily savings, through investing. And so that access to um, investing in a way that's much more approachable because you feel like you're confident because you have intelligence that's helping you through the process is really what we're driving every day at Tiffin. Well, you're, you're touching on what I think you're going to say next in this answer, but you, you guys have been, you know, you've seen a lot of success already and you've got more on the way. I mean, you guys are not done yet. It sounds like there's a lot of things in the works, but what's been the most rewarding aspect of this um, to date, or what are you sort of foreseeing as like the thing that you're working towards on that? It sounds like you're touching on it a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, as we've taken this journey, there, there, there are steps to this journey. And in the beginning, it was very rewarding to um, have a shared vision with our investors who said, we want to be a part of drive, driving better financial well-being, 
leveraging uh, AI-driven you know, data capabilities to do that. Then once we took those investments and we started to build what we're building today, it's really the second part of that is the talent that comes in. And, and we've gone from, you know, maybe a dozen people to over 300 people in the last two and a half years. And so I continue to be humbled by the talent that joins a team that's motivated by the purpose and the impact to serve that broader investor community and, and create uh, better financial well-being through the technology we're building. That's, that's been very rewarding to see the talent come in. The next piece would be, um, you know, people showing up and using our technology, right? So, you know, as we went, as we've gone from, you know, generating you know, a thousand search results a day to, you know, now 400,000 or whatever it is, as we go from there to generating a million, 2 million, 10 million search results a day and, have, you know, working with 10 financial advisors to now working with over 300 financial advisory firms, that's really rewarding. And then if you do, just take a step back from there and say, okay, cool. So how many financial lives are we impacting today? Is it, is it a million? Is it 5 million? Is it 10 million? I don't know. I don't know the answer precisely, but I'd like to think it's, you know, probably five to 10 million households today. How, how, how far can we take that? Could it be a hundred million? Could it be a billion? Sure. And that's exciting. Right. And so, so that's, that's where we're going. And what does that look like uh, for Tiffin? It looks like being able to move, and we're doing this right now, moving to the at-work space. We're working with these big incumbent players. You know, we have investments from folks like J.P. Morgan, Hamilton Lane, Franklin Templeton, that are that are working with clients that are you know big, let's just say technology companies like a Google, for example, where they're providing 401k services, emergency savings plans, uh, doing uh, student loan financing, right? So that at-work space is a big area of focus for these incumbent players. But you know, oftentimes they lack the technology that's that's incredibly attractive from a UI, you know, user experience or UI UX perspective, and we offer that uh, to our partners and our clients. And so that's a whole segment of the market that we're going to be able to 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 help reshape over the next six to twelve months. That's exciting um, because we're meeting people where they are at work. You don't have to come and spend time with an advisor. You know, the advisor and our technology is going to show up and help you with your emergency savings plan, you know, or your 401k plan. And these areas of the market have huge opportunity for improvement, um, you know, in for, with 401ks. I mean, it's, 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 you know, less than you know, 50% of folks that are investing in a 401k actually make investments. They just keep their money in cash. So they're losing out on this huge opportunity of tax deferral because they're afraid to make a decision on what to invest in. So by bringing you know, Tiffin's technology into the mix here, into the equation here, we can help those individuals have self-confidence, make an educated investment with the guidance of advisor, of course, um, but in a way that's gonna significantly impact those lives. So you know, I, I don't know that there's any end to my excitement <laughs> as to what we can do in this space, especially with the right partners like we have with Franklin Templeton or Hamilton Lane or, or Morningstar. We have an amazing relationship with Morningstar um, because there's so much to be done in this space.